0: Hello and welcome to Connection Life Ministries podcast. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word. Today's podcast is from Jim Moore, founder of Salem House of Prayer in Salem, Oregon, and words of encouragement with Jim Moore. Hey, good morning. This is Jim Moore and you are watching Justice for America. And I have no idea what day it is. Uh, 18th? 18th. (laughs) July 18th. It's Tuesday, July 18th. I'll get this right. And uh, in the year of our Lord, I like to say 2022. So anyway, glad to have you with us this morning. Justice for America is a program where we talk about uh, social issues and just concerns that people have about things, events that are coming up. And we're going to talk about that today Uh, before we get into the events that my guest has. Uh, Planned and is uh, taking a primary role in. We're going to talk about uh, who he is, and so I have the honor of uh, being with Mr. Andrew Baxter today. How old are you? Uh, Twenty-seven. Are you single? I am. Okay, just saying, (laughs) just saying. We're just going to put that out, okay? (laughs) Just in case, you know, you know, you just never know. Twenty-seven years old. Yeah, and. um, I met you right here on site. So we're sitting on a bench here, um, right next to where we did David's 10 just last week. And man, what an event that was. That was just a powerful, powerful event. And so, um, yeah, just kind of uh, wanted to touch base with your heart today. And tell us a little bit about yourself. How did Andrew Baxter today, Get to be the guy he is today.
1: Oh, that's a long story. I know um, and it always is, right? Let's go with uh, the short version. Give us a short. I version. am a product of Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I come from two parents. I have one sister. My sister's a police officer. Parents are both educators. Um, basically, sports was kind of my backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, got out of public schooling, uh, going into high school through sports. Uh, got myself a scholarship. Played around the circuit. Coming into college, um, had some great options until I got injured. Um, mm. Ended up having to walk away from football. That was actually my primary oh, sport. Oh right, right. Yeah. Um, as soon as that was over, I spent four years getting my degree. My degree is in some crazy little small niche yeah. uh, called sports ministry. Okay. Um, <laughs> and after four years away from sports entirely, uh, I was engaged at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That fell through. Uh, God just put it on my heart. We made a deal when I was eight years old. Um, mm. I turned to my dad walking off a of Little League field, and I said, I'm going to play baseball for Jesus at some point. Come on. So I walked away from sports after being injured. I was engaged. I'd given all that up. Um, so the engagement falls through. I immediately go back. I fly up to Washington like three days after I graduate from college, get back into training. But one season at a junior college um, didn't go well. I mean, it was you
0: back to him football or what are you doing uh, baseball at this point Oh, at that point yeah, yeah so
1: it's all baseball from here forward right and uh, I go to a junior college back home uh, which I was already old I had my four-year degree I didn't need to. oh
0: you're an old man yeah I was old my,
1: <laughs> my playing day should have been behind me um, so I start there and I was in 2019 18 something like that uh, played one season manager decided I was too old to be on his team didn't mm-hmm. like working with me so he asked me to quit and turn in my jersey Turned in my jersey the next season um, and took a youth pastor job. Uh, figured, okay, God, you just took baseball away again. Come on. I'll do what I gotta do. That's so it. spent three years pastoring um, a small church in California. Grew that into an awesome ministry. Uh, not by my will, but God did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get released from the church uh, during COVID. Okay, And it was, every, all the churches were closing down in Los Angeles, and there just wasn't space. And.
0: But this is now just like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah so yeah. this was
1: right at uh, the high point of COVID, so mm-hmm. 2020, and something it like that. Sounds like at
0: the high point of your success in ministry.
1: Yeah. And That's always hard. It was tough because we had all these young adults running around that just needed a place to go, mm-hmm. and high school students that were displaced. No school, no. And so uh, the, they asked me to shut down the ministry uh, because they were shutting down the church yeah. and I said I couldn't do it I just it wasn't right with me I ended up getting released from the church and now I'm like okay God you took baseball you took church what, <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing here so um, what else do you want to take <laughs> right so three days after mm-hmm. I get released uh, or it was actually the day after I got released I get a phone call from a random manager in Indiana that said hey COVID shut down all of the minor leagues are you healthy and are you in shape and I started laughing. I said, no and no. I mean, I haven't played in a couple of years. And uh, he goes, great. You sound like my kind of guy. I'll wow. see you in Indiana in three days. Oh but you can't fly because if you fly, i got to put you on COVID protocols.
0: Oh, right. So
1: I need you to drive here in three days. You have game one start for the weekend. From from LA, LA to, Indiana? to southern Indiana. Oh, my gosh. That's a drive. I think it was a 22-hour total run or something like that. Uh, Broke it up into three days. I pulled up 45 minutes before my first start. Were you by yourself? uh, No, I took a friend with me, and uh, we just kind of tag-teamed through. We stayed in Mm -hmm. uh, family's houses along the way. Um, Flew through Kansas, though. I will say Kansas is not an easy one to stay in. (laughs) Um, So we pull up to the stadium 45 minutes before my first pitch. It's in monsoon weather. It's 90% humidity with, like, fat raindrops. Mm. And I'm expected to pitch. So I go out there and I take. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, I just started questioning immediately, like, what did yeah. I just do? And the manager turns out to be a devout Christian. So and
0: let me just stop you right yeah. there for a quick sec. Because one of the things that I feel like <clears throat> we're up against, you know, just in in the church in the world whatever is this idea that something is hard so it must not be what i'm supposed to do and i feel like that's really kind of taken hold of a lot of people's mind and so but it's normal right Right. i mean you get into that hard spot and you wonder is this really where god has for me is this what i'm supposed to be doing so how did you navigate that
1: so i think my dad, my mom, and my dad are amazing. My dad's a worship leader. My mom is a women's Bible study leader. She gets she's super into uh, church. Well, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they just encouraged me the whole time. They said, "Look, if God wants you to do something, though a door will close, another will right. open, right. and it's your job to step through the door right on. and see what's on the other side." Yeah,
0: just and keep if that, moving. And yeah.
1: if that door closes, the next one will open. Yes. So my whole life, I was raised with that, and this was no exception, called my dad after my first start, I said, all right, dad, I think I just wasted 22 hours of driving time and probably made the dumbest decision of my life to come <laughs> out here, and he starts laughing, he goes, it wasn't that bad, he goes, get, see if they'll keep you. go to my manager, and I just kind of hung my head, and I said, can I get released, and he laughs, and he goes, no, I brought you out here for a reason, and so did God, wow. turns out he was a Christian, Come on. and uh, he just poured into me for a whole season uh, we were only there for two more months uh, I was on the back end of the season and uh, out of there he gets me hooked up into the highest leagues possible for uh, independent minor systems so I go there uh, which is in Missouri just is gone uh, so I just go one state over hang out there for a couple weeks meet all the contacts I needed to meet uh, from there get uh on a one-way trip back home and have no future. Everything shut down and nobody knows what's going on. So uh, I started calling those managers. I said, hey, I don't know if you have any spots open or if any of you guys are COVID weary, I'm I'm ready to go, you let me know. And uh, they all said, you know what, you need more time. You need more playing experience, you need more time. That's when this league in Oregon popped up. Okay, and the name of this league? Mavericks League. Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavericks Independent League. And they were a former affiliate for the Giants. They got released on Twitter and didn't know anything about it until somebody walked up and said, hey, by the way, you're no longer an affiliate. They had, I think it was four months, to develop an entire new league in order to stay open. And they pulled it off. And I was the first group that came up to the tryout. I came up here on a hope and a prayer and I was like, all right, God, everyone else has told me no, but I feel like you're telling me yes. Let's see what happens. Made the tryout. I'm the smallest guy out there. I'm the smallest guy everywhere I go. I'm 5'8", 170 pounds. I should not be pitching. Yeah, come um, on. Walked out there, had a great tryout, which mm. never happens. One-day tryouts are worst the for Worst, me. Yeah. And uh, I get picked up. Not only do I get picked up, I get immediately all this trust placed in me to be mm. one of our wow. leading, relieving pitchers. Well, we ended up winning the championship our first year. Come on. So I got a ring. Yeah. Um... And then this year, I get invited back, and new manager, new coaching system, and our last manager got promoted to the Cleveland Guardians, so good for him. Yeah, right. And they invited me back and said, hey, we want you to kind of be our bullpen guy. Mm -hmm. So they built a whole system around me as a pitching staff, and they've trusted me with this year, and it's going really well, and I just made my second all-star team in two years. I was an all-star last year. I just got closing pitcher for this one. So... God's obviously doing something. I don't know, but that's where we're at.
0: Well, that's great because you're able to bring the Lord into that environment, you know, too. And I imagine there's a bunch of guys who are not believers, you know, and so how do you witness in that uh, context?
1: I think it's fun because it creates an opportunity for you to be creative. Um, You got to be sensitive to what the Spirit's doing in people's lives already. You have to understand Situation. Sometimes when a guy strikes out, the worst thing you can say is, hey, God loves you. Yeah. Um, like, that's not the move. Jesus um, loves you, um, yeah. friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> so knowing when those times are and being able to authentically show up in people's spaces is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And baseball provides that you're in a clubhouse with the same 25 guys for six months. Wow. So at some point, everyone gets on each other's nerves or you're the guy that holds the team together. Yeah. And so far, God's allowed me to kind of be a, a piece of the glue. And when these guys have bad days or great days, we still have Bible studies on Sunday, which I lead. And it's an opportunity for them to come and just dump out their week and start over. Or if during the week we're having a tough moment with some of these guys, I have the opportunity to go in and speak truth to them and say, hey, you know me as a person, I know you. Let's talk real for a minute. And if God makes it into the conversation, great. If not, they walk away knowing something's different here and I can at least go to him. It
0: reminds me of the, uh, the phrase that you know, we've spoken many times, that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so being able to show up and love them in spite of whatever and show the love of God opens a door for you to be able to speak deeper truths after that point. So, I notice your shirt. I'm liking your shirt. Yeah. Three nails span the kingdom yeah. So
1: what's the story here um, so this is actually a brand three nails oh. um, super cool clothing company I had originally partnered with them to be a model um, I don't know if you can tell that he's genuinely good you no know, I yeah, thought about yeah. doing that too <laughs> no. um, when I was like a youth pastor and failed athlete um, I was just reaching out to everyone to try sure. to get plugged back into the something and so uh, I had partnered with them for a little while, and then when baseball started taking off, uh, we just kind of split paths. But I love this company, they're yeah. a great group. Um, so it's a clothing company? It is, okay. and cool. they make quality stuff. So I've never I, even I heard of them, stuff. so
0: people can go online, no doubt, and yeah, look them
1: up. Big Instagram company.
0: Great, great, so, great. So let's talk about the event uh, that's coming up, yep. and uh, let's just go beginning to end, and we're gonna put some, some graphics and stuff uh, online afterwards um, didn't really have time to do that yeah. ahead, but explain what's happening at the Volcano Stadium yeah in a little bit
1: so God has been so cool to us and we're having a one-night worship event okay. at the stadium uh, the owners Lisa Mickey Walker said we want our stadium to be used for something bigger than now baseball. they're believers
0: right yeah I mean that's just amazing yeah. so
1: uh, through a networking of the stadium they watched uh, me kind of last year now I'm leading Bible studies for the guys, George Escalante. Oh, because
0: they do baseball. Yeah, Duh, it just struck me. Okay, yeah, I'm, so, I'm,
1: I'm tracking that. Um, George Escalante is our chaplain for the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he just kind of was the bridge and said, "You know what? I need to put you in contact with them, and let's just see if we can do something." Nice. So, turns out this event has been prayed for for a couple years wow. and just never came to fruition. And <laughs> here we are. So, ignite is a one night. Uh, event august 24th 7 p.m uh gates open at 5 30.
0: um so let's just repeat that so it's called ignite ignite august 24th yep and that's a what night it's a wednesday night wednesday night yep. okay Middle that's important because yeah so wednesday night starts at
1: 7 p.m so gates gate.
0: open at five right free charge
1: totally free
0: totally free uh, wow
1: we have so many partnerships and people coming on board Still looking for more, Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have partnerships. They're fronting a lot of these costs. They just want to see a change in Salem. Wow, praise God. So... uh,
0: well, they have opened up that stadium to some phenomenal things. I know. That's just great.
1: So we are uh, 18 days into our fundraising campaign. Okay. And we're three-quarters of the way through our fundraising. So many private companies have jumped on. The best part is we have 10 churches that have said, we want this to happen. Come on. And so... To have 10 churches do anything together. Yeah, cross, denomination, all that. That's the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we have a couple nonprofits that'll be there. Mm-hmm. And our whole goal for this event is a couple things. The, our mission statement is simple. To know who God is and to make him known in the Willamette Valley. We can do that. We're successful. That's good. The second two three bullet points is we want all the churches in the area to know that there is a safe space for them to come. Mm-hmm. And all these pastors who typically fear losing their congregants to other churches yeah. or false denominators, whatever, this is a safe space. It's neutral ground. It's yeah. worship.
0: That's
1: awesome. We're all about Jesus and we don't care what other theology stuff you are pushing.
0: You know, that's really great because, uh, you know, here again, David said that we just finished up. We emphasize to shepherds, You know i've been a pastor i pastored five different churches and so i know what it is to try to find this middle ground this radical middle where i'm protecting the flock that god has put me in charge of that i will have to answer to him for but not become motivated by fear and so afraid that i that i don't have confidence in them and in the lord to open up you know, so at David said we would do the same, same thing. We'd say, listen, shepherds, we're coming together on three things. We're saying, leave everything else at home. We're coming together around Jesus. Because unity will only happen around a person. It won't happen around a, a doctrine. It will happen around the God-man, Jesus, the Word made flesh. And then worship. I mean, everybody sings songs. Same songs. <laughs> you know every church. Everybody's singing songs to the Lord. And uh, number three, just prayer. Being able to... To pray, you know, so Jesus, worship, and prayer that's the most foundational. And I tell people, and I don't mean to be, like, mean about it, but, like, if we can't come together on those three things, we're in serious trouble. So we got to check ourselves and go, okay, we can do this. So that sounds like that's what this event is. It is. is. That's awesome.
1: And we are, we're in the business of obedience, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, So I have a couple worship leaders locally that were praying for this vision and stuff. So I just brought them on Mm -hmm. and said, we're going to do this as a team isn't about me. Uh, I'm a nobody in this town. I, I play baseball here for six months out of the year and I go home. So I need support from the local community. And so they said, let's do this for Salem. Yeah, let's yeah. do this for Kaiser. Price, and so uh, we got all these churches on board and we've mm-hmm. just been canvassing and putting ourselves out there to say, this isn't about us. This is your opportunity to see the harvest grow and to come reap that harvest.
0: So if other people, other Uh, especially pastors are watching this program and they say I want to be on board with it yeah is there is there a financial obligation to get on board or how would they even get a hold of you to search that out
1: so our website is uh, www.ignitesk like Salem Kaiser dot com Ignite Uh, SK yep super simple Uh, as far as churches getting on board or nonprofits getting on board we have not asked them to buy in okay Um, at this point, we're asking for churches to show up because they need to show up. Yeah. Uh, I want to see them grow.
0: So you want, you're looking for support, but it's not required to have a, a financial buy-in, of course, but you are fundraising. You yep. still have, you said- a We still have, a, we saw have, have about $8,000 $8, to uh, raise. About $8,000, so you're sitting there, you can write that check. So, but but really what you're looking for, in addition to that, is just guys who will say, you know what, we're in, we'll yep. come, so.
1: I think that's more important than anything. Absolutely. God's been so good at covering our budget that the event is happening. It's Mm -hmm. for sure happening. Now it's a matter of what can we do to the event to help it. Be full. We have 5,000 seats at the stadium. Come we would on. love to be able to market that correctly, yeah. be able to get 5,000 people out there to hear the gospel.
0: Now, do people need to pre-register or anything, or do they just show up?
1: Yeah, we're asking that they pre-register so we can get a head count. Okay. Um, because if God decides to move mightily and we run out of seats, yeah, we got to know that. Yeah. Uh, we'll move it to the parking lot if we have to, right on, which is cool. Right Overflow. But, uh, yeah. but for now. We're just asking that the first five thousand start registering. Uh, they can go on the website. Says tickets. They're free. They just got to type in their name oh, and I say see. how many people are coming. Okay.
0: So. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, I think you already answered it, but one of the questions that I had was, what do you expect to gain from this? What do you, not you personally? Yeah. But what do you? What's your goal for it? I think you already. But I'd like to hear it again. Yeah. Uh,
1: long-term discipleship. I want to see disciples made. The, co- the Great Commission didn't call for us to make a bunch of believers Justin and Burks. leave them right. it right. right, right. calls us to make disciples so mm-hmm. if the churches can really pour into this the way the event is set up is it's like an hour, hour and a half of just street worship And we're going to call mm-hmm. on God to be here we're going to call on God to do something and we're going to call on God to surround us in his presence Amen. I think those are our three big things mm-hmm. uh, I have the honor of sharing the gospel that night oh, which is on. cool
0: you might need a little prayer. Uh, oh, I need a lot of prayer. Somebody <laughs> help me.
1: Um, so we're going to do that. We're going to share the gospel. And then we're going to invite people down onto the stadium mm-hmm. grass Good. to make a public make confession. A yeah. And if you're willing to say yes to Jesus there or recommit your life, or even if you're just needing prayer, I want churches to bring out their biggest leaders, their prayer warriors, their teams that really make their mm-hmm. church move to be down there on the field praying with people, and watching what God does.
0: So let's say a church is on board, and they're going to come, and they have, how would they get their their prayer leaders? Is that something they need to sign up for in advance? Yes, or, so okay.
1: prayer leaders are the only ones that we are requiring a letter of recommendation from good. their churches. Good. Very good. Um, so on our website, ignitesk.com, uh, they can go on there. In the volunteer section, there's all the different areas we need filled, but prayer uh, team, or post-decision leaders is what we're calling them, mm. they have a special box that they can type in what church they're from, and I can either follow up with their pastor to make sure they're cool, mm-hmm. or they can just quickly send a letter of reference in. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's not like some official document. Yeah. It's like, I this just guy's know, good. Yeah. This, this woman's safe. I just okay. need to make sure that the gospel is going to be clear, concise, yeah. and effectively communicated, because good. we're in the business of discipleship.
0: Amen. Well, that's a great goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, kind of save this one for last, because if you're like me, this is not the primary issue. But I want to ask who's going to be there? Who's going to be doing the worship yeah. for that event? Um, I think it's really important that we don't just have a mindset that we come for the special people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, God's anointed those people for a reason, so who do you have coming that's going to be leading worship? Here's
1: the best part about it. This is locally sourced. Oh, I love that. Um, so. We believe in this local community. We believe God's doing something here in Salem. Okay. Uh, And I felt it last year, we're moving on it this year, what we're really looking at is Justin White, who is a local musician. He's Mm -hmm. also a worship leader. Um, He travels around to different churches and does different things. Tiffany Zistel, Mm -hmm. uh, she was with uh, the Oregon Ministries Network and so she is now independent and doing her thing. Uh, Those are my two from the local community. I also have a lot of cool friends that my, are are joining uh, from around the country. Uh, so I'm bringing in Zach Norman, who is from Passion Worship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, between the three of them, they're assembling a super band from amongst all the, the super churches. Super team. I yeah, love it. Yeah. All the churches, um, just friends of theirs that yeah. are. Jesus loving people Right on. and again it's not about any particular church it's not about denomination or doctrine yeah. it's about Jesus so it's about Jesus. they're assembling this team to say from all corners of Salem and Kaiser all the way up to Portland down to Eugene mm-hmm. there are people who love Jesus and are pulling in the same direction mm-hmm. so that's who's going to be on our stage
0: that's awesome that's awesome yeah well it sounds like an exciting event it, it is uh, I, you know, the Lord looks like he's putting it together and-
1: in 18 days to have Fourteen thousand dollars raised is stupid. Yeah, it's not even a concept that exists <laughs> by any man's strength. That's so, we're still looking. We need a, a couple thousand more. Okay. But the reality is, is we're covered. We're yeah. covered. this event's happening. So you said,
0: uh, let's be specific. You need eight thousand dollars more yep. to hit budget. Okay. And you need. It sounds like you need an army of volunteers. Yep. And so. They just need to go on the
1: website. They can register right there on the website. Emails come directly to me.
0: And how Uh, much time we got left?
1: We've got August 24th, so. Today is the. 37 days, something like that?
0: Close enough. Yeah. Close enough.
1: We had 62 days. That's great. To put this together.
0: Wow. Well, I am so glad that you're doing this. I feel like every one of these things that happens just takes us up a notch. And uh, no one thing, not what we did with David's tans or this or any other is nothing, but every one of them is a piece. It's a piece of this puzzle that is building uh, towards the glory of God and the advancing of the kingdom. So thank you so much for being willing to do it and uh, saying yes to when God laid it in your lap. Kind of forced me into it. I know. <laughs> you know. I. You know. You were talking earlier, Pat, how that, and of course, anybody who's done something in the kingdom knows what it's like to have the props kicked out yep and often i think the lord does that just to check your heart like okay why are you really doing this are you doing this for you you want the glory you know do you want the you know the fame or whatever or do you want this for me would you be willing to do this if nobody ever knows your name you know blah blah blah, all that stuff so i think sometimes he takes us through this process just so that you know not that he'll know he already knows but so that we'll know I think the best part
1: about this whole thing is he took me from the City of Angels, where I I do have a name there, I've been in TV shows and stuff, and being an athlete and whatnot, mm-hmm. so people know me there, and he took me out of there, brought me to Salem, nowhere where no I know absolutely <laughs> no one, Yeah. and said, by the way, this is in your lap now, yeah, so right right. deal with it.
0: You know, one more thing I really like, and then we're going to close up here, is um You know you mentioned a couple times about the presence of the Lord and I I feel like I'm hearing this now more and more I mean I've been 40 years in the ministry and so I've never seen the level of emphasis on the actual presence of the Lord like I'm hearing and seeing now and I think we're, we're finally I mean we know things right we know what to say we know the verse we know how to quote it we know how to pray the prayer but to have a significant value on the presence of the Lord that causes us to really actually go after that and say Lord none of this will really I mean we can make a big splash but in the realm of eternity will it even be a blip on a screen and it's the presence of him coming in the midst in a powerful way because we don't want just a little wisp, you know that is the thing that makes all the difference and I really appreciate that.
1: I firmly believe at this point, so I've played in 27 states um, I have no doubt that Oregon right now is the battleground state. Hmm. Um, wow. I Just being all over the Midwest, all over the South
0: mm-hmm.
1: Oregon is holding the ground for where God's going to make the change because wow. he's going to take over the entire West Coast starting in Oregon. Yep. Yep. And wow. I'm being from Los Angeles lost. Uh, San Francisco, (laughs) lost. Uh, You get up to Seattle, and you have moments where it's like, there's great churches here, but they're just, they're quiet. Mm. Oregon has more stuff going on underground and just growing. And it's inspiring because being an athlete from L.A., out of state, I've been more welcomed here than I was in my own hometown. And that's what I believe is God's going to call Salem to be something. It's the capital city. Mm -hmm. When Salem changes the rest of the west coast
0: will go yeah yeah the word Salem of course Shalom but it is the shortened derivative of Jerusalem Mm -hmm. so in the Bible there's two verses where Jerusalem is actually called Salem and uh, I didn't know that and one day in prayer the Lord spoke to me and he just uttered a phrase he said Jerusalem of the Northwest and I was like what is that and then it's like a sailor. Yeah. So I, I do feel like there's a significance here and everybody feels like that about their, yeah. their home. And then we should, we should all really believe that God has got great things for us. But I do believe that there's something, like you said, I like how you put it, the undercurrent, yeah. something kind of undergroundish. ish And uh, you know, I did a message on words of encouragement here just a couple of days ago. We had a number of issues that happened during David's tent about water and the idea that basically we're in between, and we're sitting here right now, that fountain over there has not been running since like the 1900s. Mm-hmm. And this one over here for the last 12 years, and it's like the Lord's about to burst forth with oh, water. Yeah. And, um, and I yeah, a lot of people are seeing that, and hearing that, and feeling that, so. Amazing. How can we pray for you? Let's end it up this way. What can uh, we do? Well, let's do
1: a personal one. Uh, pray that the energy stays available, uh, being going out and recruiting and doing yeah, all this, yeah, stuff. Just, sure. so that's one. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, that God just kind of pours over me enough to be able to put this message together mm-hmm. to effectively reach mm-hmm. people. And go. then I want to pray for the team that we've assembled, uh, that the vision stays strong, that the hearts don't waver, and that ultimately this event brings Him glory.
0: Amen. Well, let's agree with you. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. <clears throat> First, I want to pray for Andrew, Lord, the things that he requested. Lord, give strength and energy and spiritual vitality to carry out your will to the very degree you desire. And that you would explode with glory on that night, Lord, uh, when we gather together to worship you. That something significant would be uh, planted or expanded or whatever in the city of Salem in the Kaiser area, the Willamette Valley. And Lord, we just thank you that you love this state and you love its people. And uh, we pray that uh, for grace, for Andy to present the gospel in such a way that will cause hearts to turn and say, this is the Jesus I want. So Lord, we just submit the whole event, the Ignite event unto you and ask you, Lord, to glorify your name through it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so one more time. How can they find out more about
1: it? www Ignitesk.com.
0: SK Salem Kaiser.
1: Yep. And uh, if you type in Ignite Salem Kaiser in your search bar, you'll get our YouTube links, you'll get our Give, Send, Go. But if you want the actual website, ignitesk.com.
0: So it shouldn't be hard to find.
1: No, super easy. All
0: right. (laughs) All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It's been a joy to have my guest Andrew Baxter here. If this has been an encouragement to you, feel free to share it, let somebody know. about the event that's coming up please be in prayer this is one more thing that the lord is doing in the city of salem the capital city to uh, to punch a hole through the darkness and to bring people to the knowledge of christ so thank you again my friend it's been a pleasure and um look forward to what god's got in the future yes amen all right god bless you and we will see you again You have been listening to Connection Life Ministries podcast. It is our honor and privilege to partner with others from around the world in a joint effort to get the Word of God to you. If you would like more information or have questions, feel free to email us at Ministries at yahoo.com.